Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. On today's episode, I wanted to talk about Bible themes under the heading of hermeneutics. And if you are not familiar with this term hermeneutics, it basically is defined as the science and art of biblical interpretation. The science and art of of biblical interpretation and by that we mean the correct method one should use when trying to interpret scripture the correct method that all Christians should employ when trying to interpret scripture one of the main issues within the church is biblical illiteracy there are those who approach the Bible from a secular perspective. There are those who approach the Bible from a subjective perspective. There are those who approach the Bible from a perspective that's totally different than the way we ought to approach the Bible. We can't just go to the scriptures and ask the question, what does the Bible mean to me? That's not the first question that we ought to pose when approaching the scriptures. When we approach the scriptures, our primary objective is to find out the intent of the author and what he was trying to convey to the audience. So I'm not to approach the Bible with the primary goal of trying to ascertain what the Bible means to me. Our first goal is to find out the intent of the author and the message he was trying to convey to the audience. And from learning the intent of the author, then we are able to make and draw from the principles that that's within the text. So again, as we learn the message or the intent or the theme of the book or the narrative or the passage, we are then able to decide whether what we've read is prescriptive versus descriptive. Let me explain. If a passage is descriptive, then it signifies that God is telling us what happened and whatever occurred was once was uh, intended for that moment, for that one time event and not to be duplicated. So when Moses was used by God to part the Red Sea, that was intended to 
captivate the audience that was intended to get the attention of the Hebrews as well as the Egyptians. So it wouldn't make sense for you or I to go on the banks of the Sacramento River and it doesn't matter how devout you are, how, how much you fasted, how much you prayed. It doesn't matter how much zeal you have. You can take a rod, go to the bank of the Sacramento River and pray to God to part the Sacramento River all you want. It's not going to happen because that's not God's desire. That's not God's will. And what happened with Moses is not intended to be duplicated because that's not part of God's plan. Now, can God part the Sacramento River? Yes, if he wanted to. But that particular passage in the book uh, of, of Exodus, that particular passage dealing with the uh, travails of the Hebrews and Moses leading them through the Red Sea and walking on dry land, that is descriptive and not prescriptive. So when a passage is prescriptive, it means that it's binding upon all Christians. So when the Bible says pray without ceasing, that's for all Christians. When the Bible says a soft answer turns away wrath, that's a universal principle. That's something that all Christians should practice. When the Bible uh, gives us instructions, we need to first decide again if it's prescriptive or descriptive when God used Joshua to cross the Jordan River is very similar to the Moses episode but again what God was trying to do through Joshua was to validate that he Joshua was the authentic messenger called by God to succeed Moses. So as we see the parallels between Moses crossing the Red Sea and Joshua crossing the Jordan River, that was God's way of proving to the Hebrews that the same God that was with Moses was also with Joshua. Then as we move to the New Testament, we find occurrences in the book of Acts whereby God is doing supernatural events through the apostles for a one-time event only based on the time period. A lot of the miracles we see the apostles performing was performed through them so that God may establish his church and also to get the attention of those that were present to witness the uh, supernatural event. And a lot of the things we see in the book of Acts are descriptive and not intended to be prescriptive. And when something is prescriptive, it means that all Christians are obligated to follow it. So all of these methods that I've just mentioned come under the heading of, of hermeneutics, the science and art of biblical interpretation. So for our purposes today, under the banner of hermeneutics, I want us to deal with the Bible themes. You may be asking, why are you dealing with Bible themes? One of the things that I've noticed over the years is that many Christians approach the Bible without 
any forethought, without uh, any strategy in mind. We just open up the Bible and let it fall where it may. Well, you can do that, but you will not get the most out of your Bible reading. So what I'm providing to you is Bible themes. And by the themes, I mean each book was written for a specific purpose. God used these men to write the message that he wished to communicate to all believers and all sinners as well. So it's important that we know the relevance and the purpose for each book. For when you realize what each book's theme is, then when you're going through certain things in your life, you'll know which book of the Bible to approach and to read that you may gain the principles that God wants you to have. So without belaboring the point, let us take a look at the Old Testament themes. Again, the theme is the old overreaching, overarching uh, principle that God is trying to convey through that particular book is the thesis of the book. So as we go through these books, you'll start to pick up why it's important for all of us to know the themes of the Bible. So let's start with the book of Genesis. And many of us should be familiar with the theme of Genesis. The book of Genesis is dealing with the book of beginning. The beginning of the universe, the beginning of the creation of man, the, the beginning or the origin of sin and redemption. They are those uh, in our society today who don't like to use the word sin. And sin, if I may define it, is falling short of godly standards. And the reason why many people don't want to talk about sin is because they don't want to believe that they've fallen short. A lot of people think they're perfect. Uh, they don't want to answer to a transcendent God. But Genesis reminds us that many of the evil things going on all around us in our communities all the all the evil that's going on nationally, all the evil that's going on globally is due to sin. Because we're living in a fallen state caused by what Adam did in the garden, sin is infesting our families, it's, in, it's infested our communities, it's infested our children, it's infested our goals, it's infested our relationship, it's infested all the things that we deem righteous. Sin contaminates. So in reading the book of Genesis, when I see all the ills around me, I'm not looking at it in a vacuum. It's all connected. When Adam broke his covenant with God and sin was birthed to the world everything changed so when I hear the reports of the egregious actions committed by many throughout this nation throughout the world I'm not totally shocked because I realize that sin exists 
And the only thing that can eradicate sin is the power that comes from the cross. So as Christians, let's keep preaching. Let's keep talking about uh, the sin problem and how uh, sin can be eradicated or absolved. So the book of Genesis is the book of beginnings. We learn about how we got here, uh, how a man got here, how women got here. We, we, we learn about our ancestors. We learn about how God chose a specific and unique group to start the narrative of humanity and also to start the discussion regarding redemption and how we can overcome sin. The book of Exodus. The theme for the book of Exodus is the redemption and sanctification of God's people. We see the Hebrews being redeemed and sanctified, which means set apart for God's purpose. Sanctification means that we have been set aside for God to use us. We're not just like any other group. We're not just like any other religious organization. We are Christians. We have been set aside by God to do some great things. That's why scripture says that we shouldn't be like the world. We should be unique. Some translations say that we are peculiar. We are different. Not in a, not in a bad way, but in a good way. It's okay to be different. It's okay to not cuss your neighbor out. It's okay to be honest. It's okay to practice long suffering. It's okay to forgive. It's okay to not be envious. It's okay. It's okay to be different. And too many times we have Christians that want to fit in. They want the world to like them. They want to they, 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 they want to be politically correct at all times. They don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. They don't want to be different. Even Jesus uh, disappointed some people. Even our Christ made some people angry and he did nothing wrong. Why? Because he was different. He was focused on doing the will of the father. So in Exodus, we find the redemption and sanctification of God's people. So when you go to the book of Exodus, keep that in mind that the overarching theme is dealing with the redemption and sanctification of God's people. And in remembering that, it will help you to not misinterpret what the book is about. So that means all of the chapters of Exodus are hooked up to this one theme, the redemption and sanctification of God's people. Then in the book of Leviticus, Leviticus theme is the sanctification of God's people, which is connected to the book of Exodus. So Leviticus deals with the sanctification of God's people, how God set them apart. When you read the laws of Leviticus, the laws weren't intended to become demigods to the Hebrews. The laws was there to keep them from sinning. The laws was prescribed by God that they may not harm themselves, that they may do things differently, that they may do things unlike the Egyptians, that they may be different. The sanctification of God's people. Then the theme of numbers is the testing of God's people, the testing of God's people. And when you read numbers, you'll see God's people being tested. 
God put them in a situation where they had to prove themselves. And we as Christians are at times tested. God wants us to realize where we are. So when we go through tests, we realize how close to God we are. We realize how much more growing we have to do. We realize uh, where our faith lies and how much faith we claim to have when we when we go through tests. So God uses tests to prove us, to make sure that uh, uh, for us to understand that we're not where we think we are, that we need him every day, every minute, every hour, every second. We need God at all times. Then the book of Deuteronomy deals with the preparation and instruction of God's people. The preparation and instruction of God's people. That's the theme of uh, Deuteronomy. The preparation and instruction of God's people. God was preparing them for what lied ahead. God was working with them to help them to instill some things within uh, them uh, to understand who he was as Jehovah God, as Yahweh. So God's uh, purpose for Deuteronomy was to signify the preparation and instruction of God's people. God never sends us to accomplish various tasks without first preparing us. It reminds me of the Apostle Paul, even before uh, Paul became the great man that he was. God sent him on a retreat to Arabia that he may prepare himself for the mission he had in store for him. Moses thought he could run to the backside of the mountain, but God was preparing him for the assignment that was yet to come. So for you that are listening, God is preparing you. God is preparing you to do the things that he's asked us to do, to work on the assignment that he has laid on our plate. God is preparing us to forgive some people. God is preparing us to stand up boldly and share the gospel without compromise. God is preparing us to be involved actively in the ministries at our church. God is preparing us to be spiritually sensitive to those that are around us and offer the gospel with charity. So God is preparing us, some of us, to go into business. God, God is preparing some of us to get our finances in order. God is preparing some of us to become better parents. So we have to be mindful of some of these uh, prescriptive, universal regulations or standards whereby we all are obligated to follow the book of Joshua the theme is no matter how hard it may seem God keeps his promises no matter how hard it may seem God keeps his promises and that's what the overarching theme of Joshua is about it doesn't matter how hard it may seem God will keep his promise. If God has made a covenant with us, he always does his part. The problem is us and we have to make sure that we do our part. So no matter how hard it may seem, 
no matter how difficult it may seem, no matter how long you've been in the valley, God will keep his promises. God will always keep his promises. That's the book of Joshua. Then the book of Judges. The theme is, despite Israel's unfaithfulness, God is faithful. Despite Israel's unfaithfulness, God is faithful. So as we read the book of Judges, we find that frequently, whenever God would send a judge to help the help Israel, they would repent. They would start doing well. Then they'll go back to sinning again. And the cycle continues through uh, the book of Judges. But despite Israel's unfaithfulness, God was still faithful. And how many of us have been through that same cyclical pattern where God forgave us of certain things and then we found ourselves doing it again? And that shouldn't be. We need to take uh, our God seriously, the mission he's given us seriously. We need to make sure that we grieve over the sins we commit. We should mourn over the sins. We shouldn't just treat sin as if it's the next thing, as if it has no weight, uh, as if it's just uh, something simple. Sin should cause us to cry because it means that we've disappointed our Lord. It means that we have uh, disappointed our God. So we can't flirt with sin. We can't play with sin. We can't minimize sin. So again, the book of Judges, the theme of it is despite Israel's unfaithfulness, God is faithful. It is my hope that as we go through this series dealing with the themes that you begin implementing some of the uh, themes in your Bible study. Uh, that we share with other people concerning hermeneutics, the science and art of biblical interpretation. Use these themes to help the Bible come to life for you. Use these themes to make sure that you are contextually accurate when trying to uh, exegese versus eisegese. And exegese means that we're drawing out of the scripture Versus eisegesis, which means we're putting into the scripture what's not there. So I pray that this episode has helped you, uh, that you may go forth and share the gospel as well as depend, uh, defend the tenets of the Christian faith. Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy messages has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. 
Sound Reasoning is brought to you in part by Walton Pediatrics, dedicated to the health and welfare of children. By Robert Lebeck Insurance Agency, insuring churches in Northern California since 1983, keeping God's money in the ministry. By Keisha Key Matthews with Century 21 Select Group of Sacramento, committed to helping you buy and sell real estate. She is the key to your next home. Visit her online at shesolditforme.com for a free consultation. By MSI Mailing Systems, offering direct mail, printing, and graphic design service. And by Holmes Financial, specializing in retirement planning and wealth management with securities offered through Berthel Fisher & Company Financial Services Incorporated. Holmes Financial is independent of Berthel Fisher & Company Financial Services Incorporated. Is life feeling chaotic? I get it. I'm Rachel Wojo, host of the Untangling Life podcast. Don't miss the passionate encouragement and faith-based resources you need to help you clear your head and calm your heart. As Shell says, it feels like Rachel always knows what I need to hear. She keeps it real and is so humble. Her podcast is just the cherry on top. Enjoy Untangling Life with Rachel Wojo on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast app now.